JP Morgan is feeling bearish about the Coinbase stock and the spot Bitcoin ETFs, but are they right? Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to Occam's razor your way to the front of the pack in crypto, you better click that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Today's episode is about getting a lay of the land amidst this wild volatility we're seeing. We're going to discuss why JP Morgan has downgraded the Coinbase stock to underweight, as well as their thoughts on the spot Bitcoin ETF so far, why the Ethereum ETF might be coming sooner than you expect, but it won't bring about the same circus. We're going to look at an analyst's take on what the larger macroeconomic concerns are over Bitcoin, and Canada's use of law to freeze crypto donations to protesters is deemed unconstitutional. Coinbase has become an unfathomably important part of crypto in recent years. It has not only become one of the premier exchanges in the world, but between being the custodian for most of the spot Bitcoin ETFs and Coinbase's flagship legal battle with the SEC, the firm represents enormous importance to the industry. In the past year, Coinbase's stock, Coin, peaked at over a 230% gain. But despite the exchange's critical role in the spot Bitcoin ETFs, the stock has mirrored the disappointing movements of Bitcoin. JP Morgan's analysts have predicted more disappointment in the near future for Coin. They wrote, While we continue to see Coinbase as the dominant US exchange in the crypto ecosystem and a leader in cryptocurrency trading and investing globally, we think the catalyst in Bitcoin ETFs that has pushed the ecosystem out of its winter will disappoint market participants. They added that cryptocurrency prices are already under pressure. With Bitcoin falling below $40,000 as of writing this note, we see greater potential for cryptocurrency ETF enthusiasm to further deflate, driving with it lower token prices, lower trading volume and lower ancillary revenue opportunities for firms like Coinbase. JP Morgan has predicted a price target for coin of just $80 by December 2024, which would be a painful drop from the $170 highs we saw at the end of last year. Nevertheless, it is certainly trending in that direction currently. Interestingly, JP Morgan analysts also discussed the spot Bitcoin ETFs, saying that the crypto industry has set a high bar for the ETF launches and that the expectations have been unrealistic. It's kind of hard to argue that point, especially in the current state of play. However, they also wrote this. We find the spot Bitcoin ETF flows to date as underwhelming versus the lofty expectations many in the crypto industry had established in the run-up to the approval. As we know, the impressive inflows have been largely offset and often outrun by Grayscale's hefty outflows. And as such, I'm not sure underwhelming is a fair assessment. Eric Balkanas and James Seifart from Bloomberg have both discussed this underwhelming narrative on several occasions. For example, on the 18th of January, Balkanas looked at all ETFs and their one-way Week flows. Even though spot Bitcoin ETFs had only traded for four days, they occupied fourth, fifth, and tenth in the top ten of all ETFs by one week flow. Balkanas also replied to a post on X that called the ETFs underwhelming word for word, saying, The nine new ones, the ETFs, are going to end the first week around $4 billion in assets under management and $6 billion in volume. That's like top 0.1% type numbers for new ETFs, and they aren't really available on all platforms yet. So I don't think it will come as a shock to anyone that the when moon reaction we see from a lot of cryptopians was and is unrealistic. But then again, I don't think it makes much sense 
sense to weigh up the spot Bitcoin ETFs performance against those with the wildest of expectations for them. In any ordinary evaluation of the spot Bitcoin ETFs, I would say underwhelming isn't a fair assessment. But what do you think of the spot Bitcoin ETFs performance? How do you think they're going so far? Share your thoughts to at Cointelegraph and at RKBags on X. Yesterday, Lucas Keeley, the chief investment officer for Yield App, published a piece titled An Ethereum ETF is coming sooner than you expect. As always, it's a fantastic read and you should take a look at the whole thing. It's linked in the description. But I wanted to give you an overview of the sentiment and some thoughts around it. As we've discussed a few times, the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs is a momentous occasion for crypto, not just in what it might or might not do for the price of Bitcoin, but for the precedent it sets. On this topic, Keeley wrote a concluding sentence that has stuck with me. So in a kind of backwards way, I want to start with it. Keely wrote, with the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF, cryptocurrency is not only through TradFi's hallowed door, but sitting firmly at its table. Now, more than the approval of a spot Ether ETF, we can prepare for a full-scale institutional colonization of the cryptocurrency industry. It's a conflicting outcome, isn't it? Big banks are the very thing Bitcoin was designed to replace, or at least replace large parts of, and they're becoming a key part of the crypto industry. But it does legitimize crypto in a way that at least could be enabling. Okay, so why does Keeley think that the Ethereum ETFs are coming sooner than we think? In fact, he rather boldly states, the approval of an Ethereum spot ETF is now not only certain, but imminent. The driving force is that the major objections and hurdles of crypto-based spot ETFs that we have seen in the past 10 years were dissolved by Grayscale's victory over the SEC in court. Keeley believes that these hurdles were merely prejudice against Bitcoin in the first place. Interestingly, Keeley also highlights Commissioner Hester Pierce's damning indictment of the SEC's conduct over the spot Bitcoin ETFs. Somehow I hadn't read this entire statement and I'm glad that I now have. Keely quoted Pierce calling the spot Bitcoin ETF applications a circus and that whole paragraph is worth quoting. She wrote, by failing to follow our normal standards and processes in considering spot Bitcoin ETPs, we have created an artificial frenzy around them. Had these products come to market in the way other comparable products typically have, we would have avoided the circus atmosphere in which we now find ourselves. As Keeley notes, we're unlikely to see a circus with the Ethereum ETFs by virtue of 1. The SEC having set a precedent with crypto ETPs after the spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. 2. The SEC wanting to avoid a repeat performance. And 3. The price action of Bitcoin post ETFs has not been inspiring, so I doubt there'll be as much moonshots and FOMO speculation. You might remember that prior to the approvals, several commenters said that the SEC are backed into a corner with the spot Bitcoin ETFs. ETFs. And all the reasons they were stuck in that corner for the Bitcoin ETFs still apply to the Ethereum ETFs. All I will add, and I along with others have raised this before, is that the SEC is going to be acutely aware of this precedent they've set and are going to want to find a way of drawing a line to stop ETFs for any and all cryptocurrencies. How do they do that? Well, your guess is as good as mine. On the topic of how the spot Bitcoin ETFs have affected the price of Bitcoin and really the crypto market at large, Marcel Peckman, a highly experienced crypto analyst and finance professional, published an article on Bitcoin's price weakness of late. This piece is a great summary of what we're dealing with at the moment and some of it we discussed in part in yesterday's episode. For example, one item of news that is weighing heavy on Bitcoin's price is the release of the Mt. Gox bankruptcy estate to its creditors, which could see as much as 142,000 
thousand Bitcoin return to the playing field after a decade on the bench. That would tip the market scales even further towards selling rather than buying, which is already being heavily tipped, of course, by Grayscale selling 10 to 25,000 Bitcoin per day. However, one overarching reason for Bitcoin's price weakness, as Marcel sees it, is the US economy preferring the stock market to Bitcoin. I spoke to Marcel about this. So why the macroeconomic scenario has been favoring stocks instead of Bitcoin? Simple, because investors are no longer expecting interest rate cuts in March because the economy is doing fine. Investors expect a 1.7% growth for the US GDP and inflation is trending down to 2%. So the moment is more favorable for stocks, causing the S&P 500 to reach an all-time high and not for risk assets such as Bitcoin. This is not the direction that many forecasted for the US economy. It seemed that most eyes were locked on the interest rate change in March, believing it likely would be raised. Well, that seemed as if it might be incorrect, but now maybe not. As Marcel writes in this article, as per the FedWatch tool from CME Group, the likelihood of an interest rate cut in March dropped to 47% from 81% in the previous week. A lot of crypto commentators, including Arthur Hayes of BitMEX, have suggested that March is going to be a pivotal month for crypto. So that's another one to mark in your calendars. The Federal Court of Canada has ruled that an emergency law that gave the Canadian government power to freeze funds, including crypto, that was going towards the protesting truckers during COVID was unreasonable and unconstitutional. Back towards the tail end of COVID-19 dictating our daily lives, truckers in Canada started protesting the pandemic restrictions. Then, in February 2022, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government invoked the Emergency Act. This emergency law allowed the government to freeze the flow of funds towards the Freedom Convoy protesters. The Freedom Convoy used trucks to block the streets in Ottawa, Canada's capital, which the government at the time said was an illegal occupation. The presiding judge over this case, Justice Richard Mosley, concluded, there was no national emergency justifying the invocation of the Emergency Act and the decision to do so was therefore unreasonable. The case was brought about by the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, the CCLA, and the Canadian Constitution Foundation and other groups challenging the government's use of the emergency law, arguing that it was unnecessary and unconstitutional. Justice Richard Mosley added that the government cannot invoke the Emergency Act because it is convenient or because it may work better than other tools at their disposal or available to their provinces. As with most recent crises, cryptocurrency can play an important role, as it did for the 2022 trucker protests. So it's a positive to see that the government cannot freeze at will. And the CCLA said the ruling sets a clear and critical precedent for every future government. Lots of high-level analysis for you today, but that is it. So consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow. 